Welcome to PowerPlay's Extended Play series, a short podcast series of interviews with influential electric co-op managers that are innovating. I'm Terry Vishwanath, the lead economist for Power, Energy, and Water at CoBank. Our Extended Play content is actually a five-part series recorded to celebrate National Co-op Month in October. It's a time to celebrate the cooperative model, the seven cooperative principles, and talk about the ways co-ops are making a difference in the communities they serve. This year, we'll be focusing on dynamic stories at five different electric co-ops. Mojave Electric has a really unique story to share about the broadband partnership with TWN. Like many rural communities, Mojave Electric's community was faced with sparse, limited, or non-existent internet service. The COVID pandemic has really increased attention on the crucial role that high-speed internet access plays in American life. In a time of social distancing, people need broadband to work from home, access healthcare services, apply for public assistance, order groceries or prescriptions, and connect with classrooms. The CEO and board wanted to accelerate service development in their community. They wanted to offer the same high-quality technology and services that was on par with their electricity offering. This is really an inspiring story of how important collaboration can be for achieving those goals. In this fourth of our five-part series, Tamara Reynolds sits down with Tyler Carlson. He's a CEO of Mojave Electric's Co-op and Amy Rodriguez. She's the VP of Sales and Marketing and Business Development for TWN. Here's that conversation. I'm speaking with Tyler Carlson, CEO of Mojave Electric Co-op, and Amy Rodriguez, VP of Sales, Marketing, and Business Development from TWN Communications. Hi, guys. Mm-hmm. Hi, Tamara. Tyler, Mojave Electric recently announced a partnership with TWN Communications to provide broadband service to their members. Give us a brief background of your project and talk about why this project was important for your membership. We have been bombarded over the last few years from our members as well as uh, our elected officials uh, to, to provide an alternative to the services that they've been receiving. And it didn't; it wasn't just members, meaning our residential members. It was business people. It was a large company. It was folks that basically uh, need uh, and require robust internet to be able to get their jobs done or be able to expand. I thought private business, they'll handle this. It'll eventually, the complaining will get to someone and somebody in private business will actually do the job. And, uh, and, and it's our members demanded that we do something. Just like our members required and demanded and asked for reliable electric service 75 years ago, those, that, same, that same membership is asking us to get into this particular business. Co-ops are here for a reason, and that was to bring electricity to members. And we have aligned our values with that of cooperatives in that we, we want to be the ones to help them now bring broadband to their membership. The electric co-op broadband partnerships are really just less common in this industry. Can you talk about why that was important for you and Mojave to partner with TWN on broadband? And why was that strategy really um, optimal for you guys rather than going it alone? We've had a partnership with TWN since uh, about 2011. Uh, They were providing fixed wireless services to a lot of our members that didn't have service at all. Uh, there's a lot of facets of this, not just the construction and the staging and the relationships for being able to to, to buy buy fiber, but but the but the technology, the electronics, the knowledge of the electronics on both ends, and then you have the customer care standpoint. Um, now we either had the choice of trying to develop that all of our own on on our own, and you think about it from that standpoint, 
that's not the business that we're in. We do know about customer care, member care, but it's specific. It's specific to the electric industry. Uh, if we were about to do this, we'd actually add a couple of years on the front for us to develop our own in-house ability, our own in-house training. So it was logical for us to partner with somebody we're already doing business with. We already have a relationship and they're already in this industry and doing it. It's vital for us to, to partner with somebody who's already there, cutting edge, already already developing or, uh, or, or utilizing this type of technology at, at a superior level because we are not interested in providing our members a inferior product or a product that's about the same or almost as good. No, we want to make sure that we provide a product that is as good as it could be. Amy, why does TWN work with electric co-ops to deploy broadband networks rather than just doing it yourself? So for almost 30 years now, TWN has partnered strictly with rural electric cooperatives. And the primary reason for that is that affinity and that reputation they have with their communities. When we go into an area to build or deploy broadband, having, having that existing relationship with the members is crucial to our success. And that's part of the beauty of this public-private partnership that we keep talking about, bringing needed services to an area that doesn't have it or doesn't have it in the way that they should have it, doesn't have it with the same service levels that they are used to getting from the electric cooperative. If you look at if you look at customer care, if you look at customer response uh, from existing carriers, and then you you compare that to the model that TWN has, TWN models their their customer care, their responsiveness, and ev- everything to the co-ops model, which is fast response, instantaneous response, same day service. I think that alignment. Uh, with their business processes is almost as important as the experience because we don't have then two dissimilar business processes. There is a reason that this 3P public-private partnership message is quite the buzzword these days, and that's because it works. And if if entities were going to do this and serve rural areas with good broadband, they would have done it a long time ago. And, you know, these are expensive projects. They're risky projects. And so to, to try to go it alone is, is really risky. So I believe in this model when you have two good partners together, two or more good partners together that are working with the same values, same goals, and are just in lockstep together. So I guess, I guess the thing I'd like to leave listeners with is that it, it does work. Find a trusted partner, and this can be a very, very successful initiative. When we considered the reasons for celebration of the cooperative model, we really thought about the innovations, the ingenuity, the member engagement that electric co-ops demonstrate on a daily basis. You just talked about that a lot. you know. And, and so we thought this is a perfect example of what it means to, to carry out what it means to be a co-op. Tyler, how do you keep on top of the needs of your membership? You have your foot in the technology on the business, and then you have to be in the community enough. Uh, and there isn't there isn't a time that I'm in Safeway or in the in the gym or uh, board members at church that they're not getting somebody that's asking them why aren't we or why can't we? And you got to listen to the why aren't we and why can't we? And in this particular case, uh, it wasn't it was a unison of 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 of, uh, of song from our members and not just from our members. When you have your local elected officials who are bothering you on a continuous basis, because from their perspective, 
uh, they're getting bothered by cons- their own constituents constantly, and they're not in a position to make a change. And and I guess the good news is uh, is that we represented to to these uh, elected officials that we were somebody uh, that's worth playing with, somebody worth supporting, a a, a utility that's worth um, putting your trust into. So for them to come and say, hey, we need you, 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 you all do a good job. We need you to do this job as well. Um, well it, it's rewarding and it's gratifying, but it's one beast of a task in front of us. And we're we're working we're working to get this done. Amy, anything you want to add to that and how you guys look at how you serve electric co-ops? Sure. And just to kind of just go back a step, why don't we do it ourselves? You know, if we walk into a community as yet another internet service provider, you know, a big, huge conglomerate, you know, I, I hate my internet provider at home. And, and that seems to be the sentiment across the board. But when we say we're doing this in partnership with an electric cooperative, that automatically tells a customer my service levels are going to be different than what I'm experiencing now. Um, we have to carry that message across to our employees, other co-ops, everyone we work with. Each co-op is a little bit different. You're, you're, you know, the folks that you serve are different. The ge- geography is different. The areas that, that, that we serve are, are, are different. The makeup of your members is, is different. But one of the things that we've done, and we're doing this jointly, and, and we're spending effort and time from a hobby standpoint, is tr- actually training them to know what our members are like. And I think it's really, really important. Um, because you can get organizations that have a cookie cutter, here's how we market, and this is what we do, and uh, that's it. And that may not resonate with your membership. One of the greatest things Mojave has done for this project, and I can't say it enough, is that they hired somebody dedicated as a liaison between membership and this project. And that um, she's the one that's going to be ta- doing this training that Tyler's mentioning about you know, competition in the area and what makes... Mojave members a little bit different um, than than maybe some other co-op members. Anything else that either one of you would like to share? The only thing I will say is that is that is that there's a lot there've been a lot of talk about providing you know uh, robust, reliable internet broadband. As the industry is requiring more and more uh, data, more and more uh, more and more faster and faster decision making, we have to get that data faster and faster. We have to have more data, more robust data to operate the electric system. From our standpoint, selfishly, this also provides us an avenue to be able to, at some point, as the market changes and as, as the industry changes, to be able to have a reliable and, and, and a really incredibly resilient and robust communication between ourselves and our members, both directions. Vitally important. Yeah, you know, that's a great point. You know, I applaud you guys both for for taking on this project uh, from what we've seen and what we've been exposed to on the CoBank side. We're thrilled to be a part of it, thrilled to help finance that and, and look forward to a very successful deployment across the board. Thank you guys both very much. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you. The information provided in this podcast is not intended to be investment, tax, or legal advice and should not be relied upon by listeners for such purposes. 
The information contained in this podcast has been compiled from what CoBank regards as reliable sources. However, CoBank does not make any representation or warranty regarding the content and disclaims any responsibility for the information materials, third-party opinions, and data included in this podcast. In no event will CoBank be liable for any decision made or actions taken by any person or persons relying on the information contained in this podcast.